everyone, and welcome to the Purge Virus Podcast. My name is Matthew, and I'm the executive producer at Elks Pride Pictures here in Kansas City, Missouri. This podcast is going to be following a company called Purge Virus, based in Philadelphia and led by CEO Charlie Zarati, taken from their website, Purge Virus LLC is your one-stop shop for proven and cost-effective germicidal disinfection of air and surfaces across the commercial and residential landscape. So during 2020, a year that was incredibly challenging, disillusioning and disheartening for many, many people here in America and all over the world, I went down a YouTube wormhole many times and I was looking for information about COVID-19. I was looking for information about the ramifications of this virus uh, on our lives, how our landscape may change from new considerations. And I started to think about air quality, the air that we breathe. How safe is it to breathe? Is it safe to breathe indoors with other people? Is it safe to breathe out of doors? So it was while I was poking around online that I first discovered this company. And I reached out to the CEO about uh, doing something to help spread the word about their message and their technology and how we can get back to the things we love, how we can get back into the places that we want to be. You know, travel is a big consideration. We all want to have access to travel and we have to stay in hotels and motels when we do. And what's the air quality like in those places? How has the air quality been maintained and disinfected over time and what is in our air quality what's in the air that we breathe and how does that affect our lives how might we use this pandemic as a catalyst to actually use the technology available to improve the air quality for our children and their schools for the faculty and staff for our loved ones in hospitals and nursing homes assisted care for our family members and office buildings and office parks um, all over the place it's something that i think is at the forefront of a lot of people's minds right now and it was a compelling and intriguing topic to me so we're trying to present information in and educational and hopefully entertaining to some extent capacity so without further ado this is the first conversation between myself and charlie zarati the topic on this episode will be PTAC disinfection, portable disinfection, and how exactly do you inform the public that this is even a consideration that's worth keeping at the forefront of your thinking. I hope you enjoy. When you go to the website, Charles, this is what I see as somebody who doesn't know it as well as you do. I go to technologies. If I was a business owner or a person interested in this technology, and I see ultraviolet, bipolar ionization, mobile and beyond ultraviolet. So looking at bipolar ionization, the first topic that comes up is PTAC. To me, I wasn't sure what PTAC meant. I get a definition right here. So it sounds like it's addressing you know, issues and needs in hotels and motels, for example. Can you tell me a little bit about how Purge Virus has reached out to those entities and what the solutions they're looking for? Matthew, happy to do it. I'll tell you, we had such a focus on ultraviolet disinfection and what we found is with the hotels and motels, there wasn't a place in what are called, um, you know, packaged terminal air conditioning units to fit what was the mechanism to hold the ultraviolet light. So what was really interesting is those units and people may have been in many of these over the years. It's what controls both the air conditioning and the heating. So the reason it's called a, a package is it's combined. And what that means is we've got to find a way to put inside the device something that will disinfect the air. And what we ended up coming up with, it's really pretty elegant, is it's a, it's a carbon fiber system as an ionizer. And this produces the ionization that can purge 
COVID-19 as well as clean the air for other volatile organic compounds. So this strip that goes across the inside of the system has a power supply and then it goes across actual length coming at 36 inches as well as 18 inch dimensions. So we have the ability to adapt to not only what are called these PTAC units, but also split and mini split systems as well as ceiling cassettes. So that's the whole category of ductless HVAC. Now down this path, we learned that there were certain applications in the hotel, like say the corridors or the lobby that might have the ducted system. So it wasn't just enough to have one or the other. The sort of purge virus concept of this one-stop shop was to look at what they had as challenges in terms of the need for disinfection. Certain areas needed more disinfection than others perhaps. Others maybe were okay in mechanical or storage rooms. So we started looking at this and we realized that we could make it very cost effective for the, the hotel and the, and the motel owners to clean each room. And we could get that cost down if we spread the equipment cost, which came into the five, $600 range per room out over multiple years through a financing partner to like $10 a month. So it all of a sudden became this super logical thing and came with the bipolar ionization as feedback from the, this was a major motel association, like the chain with hundreds of locations, that they loved that with the volatile organic compound reduction, we could reduce odor. So apparently people go rolling in and out of these motels and have, um, whether it's BO or babies or pets, or even smoking um, cigarettes in rooms they're not supposed to, or cannabis, that the group of owners could basically offer what was clean air in the rooms that would happen continuously through the course of someone's stay. So it was a convenience for the guest it was an advantage for the owner and operator of the hotels and motels. We thought, great, you know, five to $600 per room, they would have say 60 rooms that might end up being in the $30,000 range. We thought, great, they can reopen, they can do it safely and protect their guests as well as their staff. And we ended up getting some pushback. It was really interesting that because of the economic challenge, it was still too much money. And so what happened is we tried to explain that spreading it out over time means they could just have one or two additional room, you know, guest stays and justify the costs. And there was still some pushback. So this dream of being the sort of go-to for like all the hotels and the millions of rooms, you know, if you, if you do the quick math and you put, you know, $500 times, you know, a million rooms, you get to a really nice big number when it comes to revenue and service and helping people. And so what it, it, it dawned on me and what we came to realize is if the cleaning service, housekeeping was going in and out of rooms, perhaps we could design something that was a mobile disinfection technology. And that's where it, it became an opening for us to listen really intently at the need of the end user, owners of these hospitality venues. And what we realized is we could put a contained version that was about 10 by 8 inches on the carts with a plug, a, a portable device. And it's now listed as the first of the three different size portable devices on the, the Purge Virus website. And it's also listed under the category of mobile disinfection. 
what this all meant was instead of the indoor air quality section with the PTAC and the mini split and the ceiling cassette, it was an alternative. It wasn't better or worse. It was just different. And so the idea is the housekeeping service wheels that cart along. They leave it right in front of the door and they just lift, very lightweight, lift the device. And as they go in to clean the room, they plug it in. It has three different fan settings. You turn it on the highest. And the combination of the ions with photoplasma through also ultraviolet light now combine the best of both. And in about 20 to 30 minutes that they might be cleaning the room, that device will cover between 400 and 1,000 square feet, depending on the air changes per hour. So when they leave, the room is sanitized in effect with disinfection. It doesn't stop someone from making a bunch of contamination in terms of the air or smells when they're in the room, but when there's a turnover for cleaning, it's cleaned each time. Before you get too deep into the portable devices and we, we go further away from the PTAC and in-room uh, um, disinfection technology, I, I had this brought up questions for me about past precedent for the hotel and hospitality motel industry in general. To your knowledge, what steps have been taken within the industry to disinfect these atmospheres to begin with? Like prior to now, prior to, to business owners taking these new considerations, do you know what disinfection looked like in these facilities uh, prior to potentially implementing these devices? That's question one. And then question two is, I wonder if you could give a summation or a layperson's definition of bipolar ionization, just kind of reinforce you know, what sure. that technology is. So generally what happens with hotels in a pre-COVID world is they're wiping down surfaces, they're changing linens, they're doing everything that, that you would expect. And that is just upped by an order of magnitude with the, um, you know, with the advent of COVID. So it's like they weren't really taking care of the air at a fundamental level. Okay. And so the idea with the PTAC and these, these in-room ductless systems was you'd have a continuous run. And the way that the, the bipolar ionization is different from say ultraviolet is if ultraviolet light, which is introduced, and that's again, through a combination of mercury, and in this case, it's 253.7 nanometers, you're introducing an irradiation phenomenon where you're basically taking the microbe and the RNA of that microbe is prevented from replicating at the same level that it was prior to the blast of ultraviolet light. The dosage is based on time, intensity, and distance. Put it up in the ductwork right at the air handling we can clean the trunk of the duct before it goes out into the branches. That's great. We can do the same thing with bipolar. And the difference is instead of it disrupting the RNA, the, the building blocks of the microbe, the blast of all the ions are positively and negatively charged. And what they do is they attach to, think of those little spurs on the COVID particle. What they're doing is they're preventing it from attaching as easily to the human cell. Mm. And they're also making it larger so that it either drops out of the air or can be captured in filters. So you're cleaning the air with the ionization, which has existed in nature since the beginning of earth. With ultraviolet, you're taking something that's an assassin. So ultraviolet light comes from the sun. The stratosphere prevents it from coming into the earth's atmosphere at very high and dangerous levels. But you can't look at it as a human. Hurts your retina, can give you skin cancer, 
So that's why it belonged in the ducts. Mm -hmm. In the case of the lamp, what we looked at was putting it inside of housings that would hold it in the duct like a gate. So it would prevent the air with the COVID from going through without cleaning COVID. Didn't prevent the air from going through, it prevented the molecules leaving that gate, you know, in, in, a, in a medium that could hurt a human. So what's interesting with this combination in some of the devices like the, um, the basically the mobile disinfection, and we'll also talk a little bit about the tabletop devices for restaurants and events. It's really about adapting the right technology to the use case. And that's where I think people have had lots of, um, you know, confusion in the marketplace about what to buy off of the internet or what they hear, or they read a report. And we try and really listen to what they have, understand their existing HVAC equipment, and then come back with proposals, you know, that match their needs. So we're not selling one technology over another. We're aligning the right technology that's been proven with third-party testing and all those all those other things. Yeah. The, the consideration of air quality in a hotel room, a motel room, wherever you can find those PTAC units, that's just something that those units don't have an innate disinfection capacity, do they? Is that what they're meant for? Do they have something that's there, pre-existing? There, there's some filtration, right? But they're basically moving hot or cold air, you know, into the room yeah. at the level of need of the guest in that room. So we're adding to it. So it takes, you know, within an hour, you know, pulling the thing apart. And one of the videos on the website shows, you know, how the installation works. But that strip is laid across the um, the the coil system in the actual device itself. And it's very thin. So it doesn't create any disruption, you know, in the uh, in the airflow as those little um, if I can hold it up here close, those little tiny carbon fibers right, or what produce ions blast out into the air and create almost like, think of it as a snow storm, where like they're in there invisible to the humans and cleaning the air by attaching to the pathogens as well as those those volatile organic compounds. What's the I, I life- it's gonna become, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna ask, what's the life expectancy of that, that uh, replacement or that additional unit? So those can run for, for 10 years. The, the difference is the, um, the the ultraviolet lamps may have a 10,000 hour life. Some of them that, that, that we have now in the queue have 17,000 hours. To give you context, they're 8,760 hours in a year. So, you know, every um, year for some of the lamps, they need to be replaced. And that's a much smaller cost than the initial, you know, equipment cost. But I, I think the bipolar ionization and ultraviolet to some degree are gonna become sort of part of a new normal that yeah. would either go in the duct system or the air handling units. I was on the phone just this morning with a group that's converting an old school into about um, three dozen apartment units. They're looking at which type of HVAC system to buy, right? Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And they wanna now look at just embedding from the beginning this technology in yeah. some correct form and ask us to consult on which equipment they ought to buy that would have the most ease of adaptation for the uh, for the equipment. You talked about how a hotel owner, a motel owner, chain owner might not have the, the revenue to be able to support implementing the technology in every single room across the chain, but then you develop these mobile devices 
that could be used potentially in lieu of that uh, or in addition to that. But that then takes us to the realm of where else can these units show up? And another one of the venues we discussed this technology existing in is the hospitality field, restaurants in particular. Um, there's a section about tabletop disinfection. I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. Absolutely. So in talking with one of the, um, the largest nursing home associations in the country, we realized that they eat, they being the residents, eat in areas where it's hard to wear masks. So just like the um, PTAC with bipolar can work in a, in a motel or hotel room, a lot of the resident rooms of nursing homes, which are some of the most acute areas of need, right? Like people are literally dying for higher, higher levels than, than just about everywhere else. So the challenge became, how do we deal with the hallways and common areas? How do we deal with the areas where the seniors are eating? Because you take your mask off. And so that opened up the whole door to the tabletop system. And what we realized is the same device that was going to be the, um, the photoplasma that can produce the ions and the ultraviolet for mobile disinfection could also be applied for tables. This had come up months ago with a wedding event where we put the um, disinfection cylinders, those are the, uh, the larger of the, the three different size portable devices in the corner, corners of the different, the banquet hall for the wedding. But then when people got to their tables, they're taking off their masks. Now you're at risk of really, whether you're laughing, coughing, even just talking, you know, emitting something where you're asymptomatic is the, is the real danger. Right. So what we found is if you put these on a table, you in effect had a more personal space, whether it was a group of four, six or eight people, great. Then imagine the, if I'm, you know, fist left and right are two different people. If those pathogens are crossing over and I'm the center of the table, well, you're at risk of giving your friends in your nursing home COVID, not good. And you may not know you've gotten it from your grandchild, you know, um, two days ago. So the thought was also for just general dining in restaurants that this would be useful, not senior citizens, you know, in a, in a nursing home. And what we found is the um, electricity became a challenge. So in each one of these examples, like we have a solution to a challenge and then we're faced with some problems and we've got to tune and, and refine what we do. So we see ourselves as kind of like SEAL Team 6 going after bin Laden, right? Bin Laden's the COVID. We got to, we got to kill this thing in as many different ways possible and strategize. Well, it turns out that we can find with those small, you know, um, about 10 inch across devices, places on walls that have outlets because they just plug right in with a cord and the table can be, you know, set against the wall. Imagine a banquet room that has, um, you know, freestanding tables. Like it's a challenge with electricity that, you know, extension cords, all kinds of things running around versus at a family dining restaurant that may have booths or tables up against the wall. So we wanted to have solutions for both. And what we came up with was a, a battery powered um, option. And we needed enough um, duration of juice in the battery and enough amperage to be able to cover the device that uses about 10 watts for like, you know, four to eight hours, not for 40 minutes, because we didn't want to create a burden for the owner of the restaurant or the manager of the nursing home at, you know, dinner time, whatever it is. 
And so I went out uh, personally after poking around the internet to um, to REI, the uh, the camping you know resource for a little outdoor living, and I found a uh, a battery. I'll pull it up. This is one that is um, able to to really provide the juice, and it's rechargeable, and you can plug the um, you know the devices in. We also got the adapter that has up to two or three different outlets, and this is rechargeable. This will run multiple hours. And the idea was to have a tabletop device that could have the disinfection on either side. The way that I drew it up on the uh, the web is I went to the, uh, it was the Home Depot's and the Michael's Art Supply and got different size cylinder. Well, they're, they're circles, not really cylinders. You know, only about uh, half an inch high. Tiles that were 12 by 12, you know, 16 inch diameter um, round boards. And the thought was you'd make a table centerpiece could have a vase with a flower on it and then the um, combination of the ions in the ultraviolet that are cleaning the air are emitted around in the case of a circle or a larger square or rectangular table and it becomes a centerpiece that's standalone and it's really got the um, industrial strength horsepower it's not just some little little gimmick that you're hoping is cleaning the air it's really doing the doing the job at a high level so Challenge was first with something like the the hotels and motels cleaning the air in the room, mm -hmm. pulled away from the ultraviolet because the lamp and the housings and everything were very hard to configure and ended up with those strips for the ionization, you know, being able to fit it inside of the, the unit. Mm -hmm. That didn't solve the problem for the dining areas in the hospitality, and it didn't solve the financial need for cleaning each room without spending the big money. So it's like the PTAC system led to the um, mobile disinfection carts. Yeah. And then in the course of those conversations also looked at the dining for the tabletops. And that all led to what is ultimately a question of how do you communicate that, that to your people that you as an owner have done something to the, um, you know, to the facility, you're proactive right. at doing something positive. Which, which has been a big question for me because, you know, I'm coming from the hospitality industry. I've seen firsthand working in restaurants for a long time, how 2020 affected uh, where I've worked and where so many of my peers are working and how, how, you know, how hard the struggle is to keep restaurants open at this time. When people are going out to dine, you know, of course, right now there's a mask mandate. Everybody has to wear a mask when they enter the restaurant, when they're walking around at the tables, their masks are off. But the servers are exposed too to everybody who's at the tables with their masks off and they're they're keeping their masks on so there's a fuzziness to it all um i would love to be able to introduce this technology to restaurant owners and give them a better sense of uh, safety in their facilities for their employees and their guests and the idea is that obviously it would provoke patronage and and provide a sense of uh, comfort a peace of mind for those coming in to know this business owner has taken these extra steps to make sure this environment is that much safer now the question for me was how does anyone know and and why should they care i i think the, the care thing is probably a matter of time and being exposed to the information but but they have to know what's going on so you've taken some measures to to help people make it visible that this is going on within their establishment, correct? We created first this one, which was the clean air message that is a sticker that can yeah. go on the door. 
and it led to the bigger, bolder um, fonts through a little exclamation point there. This is out of, you know, dozens of versions that, that included design development. Yeah. But the idea here, just so you know, they're clear, right, is that um, it's a static cling sticker. So it goes on the back of the glass, you know, in the actual, um, you know, facility. And yeah. it just, um, you probably, people have these on their car back windshields and things. But the idea of this this clean air initiative is you could go and start to tell people what you have, you know, in terms of, of protocol. You've done yeah. some things. You've got your hand sanitizer, you're cleaning the bathrooms, you're you're doing something. And then we designed some table tents that were little signs that would explain what they've done. You know, and the idea was share information, communicate, be proactive to do the kind of things. And explain that maybe maybe it's not the entire facility. You know, maybe there's some um, areas that are designated with the disinfection mm -hmm. with those mobile devices, or maybe you're doing something. You know, one group had um, it was a soundstage opportunity for a, a Grammy award-winning musical artist, a musician, and at the breaks between the shoot for a holiday show, we had a device set up where you could go in and clean the air. And then after the break, they knew that it had been it had been scrubbed. So it's like so variable now. And it's not fair enough just to say that you've done one thing. We see this as spokes on the wheel that basically are disinfection tactics that are all helping to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in some way. And even more important than COVID, going beyond it, clean air should be something we can start to take for granted, not question. So there's sick building syndrome. It has a toll of something in the order of $20 billion a year of healthcare cost. So we hope to set a new normal with clean air the way you would get clean water, you know, out of a, a faucet. And this becomes part of a new architectural strategy mm. for property ownership and management that we are protecting each other. That's gonna help reduce flu, influenza. It's gonna help reduce uh, respiratory disease all those good things may come out of this terrible pandemic of covid well like you said taking it for granted i mean i i have to say for my entire life i've just assumed that it's been safe to breathe wherever i've gone now everybody right. who has children know that that kids get sick they bring sickness home from school part of that probably is in the air that they're breathing but it, to me it's just been amazing to think about this thing that has been taken for granted and is now having to be really directly confronted and considered uh, by people that may have not have had have had to think about it before but again just getting this notion into the public consciousness as someone who is deeply rooted in the industry how are you seeing this information being presented and disseminated to the public at large well it's a, it's a great question because we launched by looking at the duct system and it was in my dna as an architect going back you know mm. 30 years and writing a a master's thesis guy. It was 1993 at, at the University of Pennsylvania on eco-humanism and energy intelligence that were coupled with this idea of, of healthy buildings that were also energy efficient. This technology, when used correctly in duct systems, can clean the mold and the mildew, the, the biomatter off of the coil system to save energy. It's with cleaning the air and it's also saving energy. And that move to go into the ducts was adopted by a, a, a terrific building, you know, up in um, Connecticut, 180,000 square feet. That's great, but not everyone's up for doing that. And so this led to looking at the options for the portable devices, that mobile 
uh, disinfection, the tabletops, those are subsets of the bigger goal of just doing it right at the trunk of the tree, right? If that air that's moving through the building and then branches out from an air handler unit is clean from the beginning. If someone were to cough, you know, in a school classroom, in the science lab, Johnny, well, Jane might get COVID literally in the art studio, one door away or 10 doors away, depending on how that duct system is set up. So the dream is that there's disinfection at a systemic level. And the hope with that technology is the, the cost continues to come down. The installation happens, you know, much more regularly with new construction. And we start to set in motion a rhythm of healthier buildings. The reason why this infrastructure hasn't been in place more robustly before now is simply a matter of cost in terms of build outs and implementation. And, and it's not that expensive. I mean, the build out, you know, ends up being in the 25 to 50 cents per square foot often, you know, with the installation to, to clean the air. So, you know, a 100,000 square foot facility could be, depending on the type of equipment they have and other things between, you know, 25 and $50,000. Sounds big, but it's not much more than like the cost of, you know, whether it's carpet or some other expense. You know, these are buildings that can generate millions of dollars of, of rental income right. or schools that cost millions of dollars to operate. Right. So it's not so much cost. It's, it's really in part the mindset. And I believe that to see change come to fruition, you need the three M's of sustainability that I started, you know, using just recently, which is you have to have the mindset. So if your mindset is aligned with it's a good idea, in this case, to clean the air, great. You need the money is the second M. It's got to be affordable. And then you need the method. So the mind, the money and the method are the three corners of those sort of triangles. Imagine they're rings interlocking. And so M3 equals sustainability, sustaining life, sustaining energy, clean technology, all those things. And I don't think we've sold that through to America and the world, you know, as a as an industry correctly. I think green and sustainability and those things have been lumped in with sort of politics, you know, liberal politics, democratic politics. And so that's a whole separate discussion we can have. But this idea of the clean air can now save lives and it can save money because if you're protecting people that are on a workforce that are not out on sick leave as much, right? Right. If they're healthier when they're in their room, their office, whatever it is, working more productively, not with a sniffle, not with other airborne allergens and issues. That's why I think there's some lemons that are coming out of this COVID lemonade, which is healthier buildings that are also run more economically, you know, affordably with the right mindset to start down this path and explore what the options are, where it all starts. So that's the first episode of the Purge Virus podcast. I hope you found it compelling and informative and to some extent even entertaining. I think it's going to be a, an interesting look behind the scenes at a company who is at the forefront of this technology. Uh, even though aspects of it have been around for a while, I feel like it's just kind of beginning to be at the forefront of people's minds and we're going to see its implementation more and more. Um, and hopefully that will allow us to return to the places, the things we love in a more safe and secure fashion. 
And I hope that what Charlie said about taking the COVID lemon and turning it into lemonade by using some of the innovations that are coming about, the implementation that's coming at this time due to COVID-19 to create a safer and healthier world uh, for us to function in going forth can actually occur. Purge Virus Podcast is a production of Elks Pride Pictures, a film and media production company based here in Kansas City, Missouri. For more information, you can visit our website at www.elkspridepictures.com. The music you've heard featured on the show is from the group Starly. You can hear Starly music at soundcloud.com forward slash stars mighty fine. For more information about Purge Virus and their disinfection technologies, please visit their website at purgevirus.com.